Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Welcome to the Talking Joy podcast. I have Gabrielle Newkirk here with me who owns The Collective in downtown Summit. We're going to talk a little bit about her shop, but The Collective is a designer consignment boutique offering curated collection of sought-after clothing, bags, shoes, and accessories. And the shop is only as good as its relationship with its consigners. Um, you build a community while styling others in, your, in these people's treasures that they bring in. And you're always looking for the highest items and merchandise. And the merchandise is always changing. And so I have brought things in and consigned them and, and have known you for a couple of years now in that capacity. And But I've also followed you. And I, I would welcome, first of all, the podcast. But I want to encourage everybody to follow you on social media, on especially Instagram, because it's really fun watching all the new things come in. And you just moved locations in downtown Summit to a new, a new storefront that's all your own. And... And so there's exciting things happening all the time. So it's really fun to watch. So welcome. So glad you're here Thank to join you. me. Thank yeah. you so much for inviting me. I brought you on. And I think we talked about this a little bit before because mm-hmm. I'm always interested in people that are living their purpose, that are so passion driven about what they're doing. And it's so mm-hmm. obvious with your work that you love what you do. Yes. And I think that when people love what they do, they're just the river moves in them. You know, if I could use Rumi, one of your quotes is just, yeah, yeah. There's just this flow that happens. And so that's what I've seen in you. And, you know, just wanted to have you on and talk about, you know, how did you get started in this business and what's your background and and why are you so passionate about doing what you do? Yeah. Well, I have a psychology background and I did want to be an art therapist, but then I had an internship with anthropology during college um, with like the studio arts minor that I did. And I really enjoyed like the team there and what I did with anthropology and they liked me a lot. So they asked me to be a part-time, um, associate once I graduated. So I had a full-time job and then that job after college. And then I just kind of fell in love with the retail. So I stopped pursuing my psychology goals went into retail and then eventually I found consignment. And then I worked for a consignment chain that actually ended up closing um, all of their locations, but I loved my job and I felt like I could do this on my own. So that's how I started the collective. I started it in June of 2017. And so did you notice when you were working for anthropology that you had sort of this flair for putting and pulling things together and pieces together. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I think that starts with my art background. I was always making art um, when I was growing up and my room was covered from floor to ceiling, every single wall with like collages I did or paintings. Um, I really enjoy making things my own. You know, I think that started with that visually and then it turned into, you know, adding fashion to that. 
and expressing myself through that, you know, what I wear. And so that's how it all started. Um, Tell me about the process for pulling outfits together, because like, I love clothes too, but you had such a flair for pulling like colors and textures and different you know, like a plaid and a floral and I, yes. I, that scares me. So how, how right, do you right, right. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, I think we're taught to think of something one way, but I like to like think outside the box and, you know, see a color in a print, but see that same color in a different print and somehow it goes together. But I also think the biggest part of that is confidence because I think you could put something, put, put someone in anything or, you know, you hear often like, Oh, she could wear anything. But I think it's not just because of her body shape or something. It's her confidence. It's the fact that, you know, you are okay with being a little different and you own it and that's how you express yourself. So I think that's a big part of what I do. Um, and I always tell people like when I style them, this is great, but like, you have to love it, you know, just because it looks good on you doesn't mean you get it because then it's going to sit in your closet. So I really try to not push confidence, but like, cause you can't teach someone that, but I want them to feel that when they wear something, especially from my shop. So I feel like there's a little intuitive reading of the people. Maybe you're using that psychology after all. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That gift comes in handy. I always say that nothing yeah. is lost that we learn yeah. you know, throughout life. So yeah. but I do yeah. love that there was a fork in the road and that you chose, yeah. um, you know, you chose this path. But I do think that you probably brought that gift or that interest that you had in psychology yeah. into this because it is hard to get people to step out of their comfort zones. Yeah. Yeah. And have you witnessed that? Have you seen people uh, like their styles change over the years? Yes. And um, I have one customer, I won't mention her name, but she'll know who she is. And she texts me often just saying like, I, you know, have come so far, like not just as a person through knowing you, but she really feels like, you know, when I, I met her, she had just had kids and she didn't know how to dress anymore. And Now she feels like she knows how to dress again. And I don't know. I mean, I always think maybe some people think retail silly or you just sell clothes or you can take that statement and think, you know, that that's very superficial, but it's really not because the way we feel about ourselves is so important and that's what we bring to the rest of the world. So if it can start in a positive way with how we dress ourselves, I think that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And as somebody who teaches spirituality, like I do, how I feel and how I take it's self, it's a form of self-care. It's how I Mm -hmm. present myself to the world. It's not selfish. And I think a lot of women think that it's selfish to care for yourself because you're a mom, you should, you know, you have to be super mom and not super caring for yourself. But I say, you don't care for, if I don't take care of myself or how I present myself to the world, then you know, all of that gets, I get lost in the mix and then I have nothing, I have nothing left in the tank. Right. Um, So I I completely agree about feeling good in clothes. And there's a different way that I walk when I wear something that gives me confidence or that I feel good in. Yeah, definitely. 
you know, if I show up in, in slippers and old sweatpants <laughs> to a meeting versus coming with like a nice blazer on and a cute blouse, I feel right. Tough. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or getting your hair done and things like that. So mm-hmm. styling really is a, a big part of your service, not just yes. uh, on social media to show what you have in the store to come buy it, but the styling piece, I didn't realize. So yes. is that something that somebody could come in and hire you for, or how does that work? Yeah. So, I mean, I do it at the shop, obviously, but I have gone to clients' houses and edited their closets, um, showed them what they can do with the pieces that they have, because, you know, it's one thing to really love clothes and buy a lot of it. And I get it. I have a ton of clothing, but I think you also need to style it well, because otherwise you feel inundated with all of this stuff that you have. So if you can have someone show you with fresh eyes what you can do with it, I think you'll utilize it more and you'll just be happier because I know we all have a lot of things yeah, and they can take up a lot of space in a negative way. But I, you know, but I also edit out and, you know, tell them, oh, maybe you should replace this or, you know, donate this, et cetera. So, okay. A big part of the business. No, that's, that's really interesting too, because yeah. uh, again, you said fresh eyes, but having somebody else take your pieces and mm-hmm. say, you know what, this is a great blazer, but <laughs> Yes. And then, and then pulling, it gives you a whole, even with what you have. So there, you know, we're going exactly. we're talking about consignment. It's like working with what you already have. Yes. That yes. must be, that must be really helpful for, for women. Um, yes. And tell me what people's reactions are once you do that. Um, they, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, I never thought about that before, but they also say, you know, I hope I can say this humbly, like, you know, it was a really, they felt like it was a gift to themselves that they hired me and brought me in. Um, because I also think like I'm going into someone's closet. It's a very intimate thing. So I'm very sensitive about that. And, you know, I'm never going to tell you, Oh, this is out of style. You can't wear this because that's not where I come from. I have things that I had in high school. So, and I can still wear them. So it's not about how current it is exactly. It's just, you know, what is your style and, what can you actually use? What do you feel comfortable in? Yeah. I love that you said that. Cause I was out to dinner with friends. Yeah. Um, like right around the holidays. And one of my friends has kept her exact figure, lucky her, you know, the <laughs> whole ride, but she had on these like plaid pants that were so cool. And she, they were from high school. Amazing. She's like 50 some years old. <laughs> and I just love that. I thought it was the coolest thing. Not only did yeah. she still have them, because I'm a big purger. Like I, I like to shop, but then I purge and right, right. I just thought that it was awesome. And they looked current. It looked, they looked fabulous on her. Amazing. Yeah. So I love that part of it too. Let's talk a little bit about the process. So I have some things in my closet that maybe I spent a lot of money on and that I'm not using and I don't know what to do with them, but I feel guilty yeah. because of they were an investment at the time. So tell me about that process, like what people go through to get to you. Yeah. So, um, you know, if people, you know, if, uh, women are cleaning out their closets and they come across these items that, you know, they really loved and they wore, or maybe they didn't love and they still have the tags on it. Um, they can bring it in. I look for in-season pieces we both get a percentage of the selling price. Most people prefer a check. Um, so I send them a check the month after it sells. If anything doesn't sell, they can take it back or I donate it. So it's a very simple process. I think most people understand what I'm looking for, especially if they've come to the store or 
have been on Instagram because I do look for current on-trend clothing just because that's what moves. But again, you know, it's funny that I say that because with the styling, it's not always about what's current and trendy. But anyway, that's another. Yeah, so it's a pretty simple process. I have it at the store for about 60 days. And it's a really good way to move your pieces, even if you don't have to supplement, you know, if you just have to get rid of things. So is there a certain time of the year, I'm thinking the timing with this podcast, you know, that we're moving into spring cleaning, we're in between, I've noticed that even being out shopping that, Mm -hmm. you know, stores are trying to get rid of, you know, big coats and, and and heavy things. And you're seeing, you know, lighter spring wear out in the stores. And so it makes you want to come home and sort of, you know, and do you, do you suggest that should people transition their closets at certain times of the year? Yeah, I guess the one thing I'll say, most people clean out ahead of time so that like right now people have their spring stuff ready for me, but then there are a few people that will clean out their spring stuff after the season. And, and look like spring and summer is pretty fluid. It's not that big of a jump, but it's another thing. If you clean out at the end of summer and bring in those pieces for fall, I'm not going to take them because I don't hold on to pieces for a year. So that's the only thing I would suggest. If you want to consign, have your pieces ready for the start of the season, because that's also your best chance of them selling well, because people are going to be super ready for buying spring stuff at the beginning of the season where, you know, as opposed to in the middle. So I did a little research on resale shops um, before our conversation or over the weekend. I was just curious if there were any articles or things like that. And it talked Mm -hmm. a little bit about the pandemic being a great time for consigners. Would you agree with that? Was that a really good time for you? Yes. Um, In terms of it really gave people a chance because most people were at home to go through their closets in depth. And especially because most people didn't really have to go anywhere for at least a solid year. I feel like the past year has been a little different. More people were maybe going to work or et cetera, but they realized that they only wear a few pieces, but they had all these clothes. So that was a big um, motivator for people to pare down a bit Yeah, because they really didn't need the clothes if they were just at home, not going to any events. And what, what is your favorite day? Like when somebody walks in with. What's my like, like, what do I get really excited about? Yeah. What do you get really excited about? Um, You would come home and say to your husband, you're not going to believe that this happened today. (laughs) Um, I, you know, as much as I love, you know, I love everything that comes in, but I think there's nothing better than like a really funky piece of clothing like Mm. that's you know like I love the bags love the shoe you know everything's great but that really funky stuff it always feels really special if it comes into the shop because I always think like oh I know exactly who's going to get this I know how I want to style it so and do you have a list of people so if something like that comes in and you think about the size and the shape and you, do you reach mm-hmm. out to someone and say, Oh my gosh, the piece for you just walked in the yeah. door. Yes. Yeah. So I have a quite a good wish list. I have great um, loyal customers. So yeah, you know, as much as I want to show what I get in, there are quite a few pieces, especially bags that never hit the public eye. I go right to a client who I think would like it. Yeah. So your day to me sounds 
really unpredictable and exciting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so tell me about your typical day. What time does your shop open? And yeah, so I open at 11, but I typically get to summit earlier to either ship or, um, you know, I always go to Marigold's and get a nice tea, but, um, and then I go to the post office or UPS and then I take a little bit to open, but not much because I can pretty much do anything I do, you know, for customers in the store. And then, yeah, so I just get started. I start thinking about what I want to post that day. Sometimes so social I media think- is a big part of it. And then I just oh. caught that you were at the post office shipping things. So if yes. somebody's listening to this podcast and people from all over, you know, it's not yes. just a local podcast. So yep. people can definitely follow you on social media and they can shop or sell yes. from afar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I ship to, you know, either people that have moved out of state that I knew, but I've had a few, you know, quite a few new customers that live in California, um, other places throughout the country. And I ship to them. I'm very honest about what pieces I have and the condition they're in. They're usually in excellent condition. So it's really just a matter of if they know that brand and they know what size they are, or they're going off of the pictures I send all sales are final. So I ship it out and most people are usually very happy. Very happy with it. Get. Do you get it's a lot of pictures from people like that? Yeah. That want to share how it looks yes. on them yep. once they've yep. gotten it. So is your day, is it, I've thought about this because it's not by appointment. Somebody can just, and we'll get into a little bit about your, the, you know, frequently asked questions about, yeah. about your work. Is it hard doing that dance with somebody walking in with a piece and then you're looking at that and then maybe somebody else comes in or you've got somebody shopping in the store and how do you, how do you balance all well, of that? I'm really good at multitasking. It's actually a lot of fun for me if there's a lot happening at once. The only thing I'll side note is I typically don't want to look at consignment on Saturdays because it's such a busy customer day. I really don't think I can give my full attention to both on that day, but any other day, day of the week, it works out. And plus, you know, the consigners that I have, they're all lovely and they all understand that, you know, they might have to wait like a minute, but then it's good for both of us because, you know, I'm obviously you may be selling items to someone and then someone's coming in with items. It's a good indicator of business. So I think yeah. it's in their best interest if I am a little busy. Yeah. I um, so and I do like that flexibility that you don't have these set appointments because yeah. I might have something sitting around like I do. And I keep thinking, Oh, I've got to take that in to Gabrielle. I got to yeah. drop that off. And I'd love that I can just pop in and say hi and look yep. around a little bit. And mm-hmm. so it is a nice experience. It's such a welcoming place. And again, I think yeah. that your hospitality, uh, your gracious hospitality with, you know, and customers is obvious. And again, it goes back. I think that your, your psychology stuff, <laughs> probably it comes in handy, you know, when you yeah. can read people and that you have, uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, this graciousness about you that you can kind of multitask and handle all of that at once. Yeah. Um, it's just sounds like such a fun day to me, you know, it is it. It's fun. Frequently asked questions, um, that, okay. that people want to know the answers to are, uh, mm-hmm. You know, what are you currently accepting? And I, we talked a little bit about that, that we're, when we're recording this podcast in March yeah. and, you know, we're heading into spring. And so you're looking for spring and summer items right now. Is that? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Spring items um, from sought after designers, contemporary and designer brands, current, trendy, in season, all that. 
Yeah. And I would also um, want to emphasize that you like things that are in excellent condition. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that, that why that's yes. so important and that you're not well, just taking everything on that comes in. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like part of why my shop is so desirable for people is that they can come in and some people don't even realize it's consignment. That's how good the condition is. What I'm taking in and calling it designer consignment, I want it to look like good designer consignment. And I don't think if it has a couple stains on it or a couple pulls, like, I don't think that's desirable. So, um, you know, and plus my consignors really take care of their pieces. So I'm lucky that I have found that clientele. So it works out perfectly. Yeah. And that's but, great for the people that are shopping at your store, knowing coming in that they don't really even have to look over an item yeah. because you've already done that for us. Exactly. Um, you know, that it's, and, and I would also add that when I was doing a little bit of my research that it, yeah. there was this quote that said, this is not your mother's consignment shop. Right, right. <laughs> I really right. think that's true. This is like the modern new way of doing it. Yeah. And I would also add that not only um, are you accepting current pieces and that they're clean and in excellent condition, but mm -hmm. you also are using your styling skills in that you have things presented in the store Yes. In a way of like, that takes me out of my comfort zone where that's right. what I was talking about that I see on Instagram. It's like, oh, I never really thought to put the khaki pants together with the plaid pocketbook and the right. flowered blouse and right. it all looks, it looks fabulous. So you've actually helped me to think a little bit, you know, when I go in my own closet to step yeah. outside of my comfort zone, like that really does go together. Yeah. Because you're pulling, you. like you said, that pink piece that's in, that's threaded through all yeah. of them. Yeah. So what brands are you mostly accepting or what are you looking for? And, or has that changed over the years? I mean, it definitely can change. Um, you know, there's so many new designers each season. And also just like what is trending, um, like sweatshirts are so trendy right now because of the pandemic, because a lot of people were at home, they wanted to be comfortable. So a lot of kind of high end, like Aviator Nation, you know, like um, higher end brands of sweatpants and sweatshirts, they've been coming out. And that's something in the past I probably wouldn't have taken, but because they're, you know, a little more high end, a little more well-made, I've been taking them. But if you had asked me three years ago, if I take sweatshirts, I would have said no. Yeah. So it definitely changes with the times. And I can, I can see how that that could happen, especially with that loungewear. Like I bought some really high end yeah. loungewear. <laughs> And it's nice, but, but right. now that we're, yeah, now that we're transitioning, hopefully out of, out of all of that, yeah. you know, it's cute. Sometimes you do these videos, uh, where you pick up a shirt one after the other and hold them yeah. up and you say all the names. And sometimes I think, wow, I haven't even, I've never even heard of those designers. Yeah. And I'm just was curious about the scope of, you know, there are so many, yeah. If you shop at the same places, you kind of get to know, like if you shop at Bloomingdale's a lot, you get to know those names. But exactly. Hey, you know what? I was just talking about this with a customer and she was saying like, that's why she likes my shop so much, because that's exactly it. I think we grew up going to malls and I mean, we still do. And if you go to a department store, you know that you like this section and you like that brand. So you go to those two sections but you, maybe you don't realize that this other section of a designer 
has really great jackets. So my shop brings all of that together. I think that's why it's so exciting for people. It's because they never even heard of it, but they really like it. They end up liking the fit. So it introduces you to new new types of designers that maybe smaller designers that aren't carried yeah. like at a Nordstrom or a Bloomingdale's. Exactly. Um, that maybe you're carried at Willow Street or right. you know, right. something like that. And you get introduced to it and it might even be a better fit for your body or for yeah. your for your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Because that's yeah. how I feel. I hear these names and I think, you know, I don't know if I've ever heard of that. And you're like, oh, right. another, you know, another this, another that. And I'm like, what is that? Right. So, so you're right. So that is an, another uh, a fun piece of coming into your shop is that you do get to be introduced to all of these new brands. Yeah. So how, how do I get paid? So if I'm consigning something, you know, I'm a little nervous about it. I've never done it before. I come in with, you know, like a bag that, you know, I bought years ago and I don't use that often. And Mm -hmm. I would love to buy a new bag, but I'd like to take the money from this one (laughs) and use it towards it, towards a new one. So, yeah. Well, and you know, especially for that example, if it's a high-end bag, I can typically give you a price on the point as to what I will sell it for. I will tell you the percentage that you'll make. I'll also let you know that I don't adjust that price unless I talk to you about it because I never want to make people feel like they can bring something in and I'm going to reduce it and then they'll get that percentage because that wouldn't be, you know, that's not cool by many people. And I totally understand that. And then you do all of this right at the counter. So if I were to say, we're just going to pretend that I'm bringing this bag in that I want to sell, I walk up to the counter and with confidence you right away, you, you look yeah. it over, you know, what kind of wear and tear is on it immediately. You know, if it's real, yes. um, you, I'm sure you have to be careful about that. Yes. Um, and Definitely. you can, with confidence, you give a, a, a very professional evaluation of it mm-hmm. and, and pricing. And so how did you come to be able to do that so easily? Or do you look things up or how do you? Well, you know, from being in the business for almost eight years, um, not of my own business, but working for yeah, the other sure. consignment chain, I've seen not a lot of the same bags, but I pretty much know what they go for. I also have an amazing memory. So I remember, you know, what things are going for, what I sold in the past, but also the resale market changes often. It's a quick search. I typically yeah. know names of bags um, offhand. And it's just so part of what I do. It's like, you know, it's a pretty quick process. That's why I can tell people, you know, you can just come in and we'll do it. Yeah. Um, I don't like cut to the chase. People want to know that if I'm bringing something in, I want, yeah, you kind of, and it's like selling a house. It's like people probably come in, you know, or come to a realtor and they're like, you know, I think my house is worth $800,000. And then the realtor comes in and says, you know, it's actually worth (laughs) 675. And then the person's face falls. And it's probably the same thing with an investment, like a handbag that these, you know, that women make, and then they come in sort of with this idea in their head of of what it's worth. And, but I think that you have this such a nice way about you of putting people at ease. And, and like I said, that confidence piece, I know immediately that, that I can trust you, that I'm yeah. going to get exactly the value that I should. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in that whole process. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a big part of it. And then we talked a little bit about whether or not I need an appointment, but you said that people come in, typically you don't want people to come in on a, a busy Saturday if they, if they can avoid yes. that. So what happens if my item doesn't sell? 
you can either take it back. I'll send you an email or, I mean, most people I see often. So, you know, I can just tell you in person too. So you either can take it back or I can donate it. Very simple. Great. And let's talk a little bit about that piece about donating it. So say if I come in with some items, you take five of them, but I came in with eight and I'm left with three and I think, wow, these are nice pieces. So, um, you know, we talked a little bit before we went on the air, uh, about conservation and about the environment and about how this type of retail is so important for the environment because number one, you know, I may not be able to afford to go to the mall and walk in and buy some of these things at full retail, but if I come into your shop, I can. Right. Perhaps. Um, And it's also, it's not just throwing it in a bag and dropping it off somewhere that it gets repurposed or reused. So what, Tell me a little bit about that environmental part. Like how, where does this stuff go? If, where do you suggest people take things if you can't take them? Yeah, well, I always suggest um, the Junior League and Summit. I think it's an amazing organization. I love the women that work there. Um, they've always been supportive of my shop as well. So I always tell, you know, anyone, if they're like, I don't know what to do with all of this. I think that's the best place to take And it. that's the Junior League of summit has a, I worked there when I was, when I, my younger life, when I was, before I had kids, um, you know, as a volunteer, but but it's so much fun because, uh, they really do a nice job too, you know, obviously a level way below what you're doing, but, but it's a nice, it's a nice value to the, uh, you know, or nice for the community that they offer that service. And yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I used to love going through the bags because again, like with you, it's like Christmas, yeah. you don't know what you're going to get. And sometimes you get some somebody's old smelly, <laughs> dusty clothes, but sometimes right. people would drop off like kids clothes that were just like in, they never wore and like in a right. shape. So that's actually a great place to, uh, to send things. Yes. Summit. And I'm sure if people are listening that they have local places like that. So I don't, I would encourage people to do that before they, you know, sort of put things in the trash and to really take that next step because sustainability is a leading factor in, in all of this. And maybe you do too. And so let me just add as an aside, I was sitting in my den one night watching Antiques Roadshow (laughs) (laughs) and I was with one of my kids and I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, I think that was Gabrielle from the the collective and summit. And they were like, what? And we were like trying to rewind it. But then it was in the shop one day and I asked you about that. So you also are an antique or an antiquer, are you? Yes. And you were on their TV show. Like, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. That was so fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, our whole house is antique or vintage. Right now I'm sitting upstairs in my kid's room and we just got a dresser from Ryan's parents and it was his grandmother's and it was from the 1800s. So it's like, you know, we just really love old things, you know, not just because they're old and, you know, but either family history or just they're different and, you know, no one else has it. So, you know, I think all of that makes sense as to why I have my own consignment shop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah your love again for, for art and for unique things, but i love antiques for that reason. But I guess what I was getting at too, is that yeah, well, well, not only will you walk into your son's, he has this piece that was like his great grandmother's. Yeah. Yeah. And really cool. how cool, how cool is that? I love that part about it. And, but I also love and think that, you know, it's so hard to buy a sofa these days because yeah. 
you know, right. it's on back order for like a year, I but know. you can walk in and, and the same thing with your shop that you can get stuff in it. And again, it's great for the environment. I don't want to finish without asking about your husband and your support system. Oh yeah. You have a two-year-old. Yes. And you have a baby that's on the way next month. Yeah. And, yep. and you're running a business and you just moved locations and started up this whole new yeah. thing. So talk to me about your support system. I know you posted a little bit about this on social media about yeah. your husband and yeah, you said you couldn't well, do it alone. So no, he's the best. He's my best friend. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I'm very lucky. Mm. So I don't, <laughs> I'm feeling a little emotion around that. You know, yeah. I feel a little emotional. Yeah. He's, um, yeah, he's, he's the best. And yeah, we always knew we wanted kids and, you know, we had Asa two years ago and, you know, he's a stay at home dad and he's amazing at everything he does. So, oh, you're making me want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, when I started this business, he, I was so anxious about it because, you know, it was like a nerve wracking. I was losing my job. I loved what I did and, you know, I really wanted to do it, but I was so scared of failing. And he was like, just do it. Like, you're great. Like, here's the paperwork, do it, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. He just, everything you know what I'm hearing is that he's yeah. a great cheerleader for your work. Yes. He's, he saw your gifts. Yeah, and yeah. He, he let you go step out of your comfort zone. So every yeah. time we move from one place in our lives to the next, mm-hmm. right, we have to move through that fear, through that uncomfortableness. Yes. And you yeah. were working for an organization, like, you know, all the steps that you named all brought yeah. you to where you are. And even this yeah. move that you've made in Summit recently, mm-hmm. moving from kind of sharing a, a space with yeah. another business and now yeah. having your own storefront. You yeah. couldn't, you probably wouldn't have gone into just having your own storefront. It was a step. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you know, They were all steps to lead you to where you are, but we also need people that love us and yes. that see our dream and that support that. And, and yeah. so you're really, you know, what a blessing to, to have a partner in life, you know, that'll, yeah. that'll be there for you in that way. And so I yeah. think that's beautiful. And that comes through in, in all of your work too. And and that's fun to see, you know, that you share a little bit of your personal life and, and yeah. talk about your family on, on social media too. It's like yeah. on social media, I don't know. I've just found that when you find the people that you like to follow that are, that are bright and that encourage you. And yeah. like I said at the beginning, like you're following your bliss, you're following, you know, your passion and it shows and you're good at it. It's that you, yeah. you're, it's almost like you're watching these little movies of people's lives and you're, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm behind the scenes, like, you know, seeing your new place kind of come together and you got the new ceiling tiles the other day and yeah. you're like cheering that person on. You're thinking, oh, oh well, thank you. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see you succeed because, thank uh, you. you know, the world needs, the world needs people doing what they're passionate about. Yeah. Um, which you. leads me to uh, your quotes. Mm-hmm. Just give me a second because I, oh, here they are. Mm-hmm. So I always ask people what their favorite words that they're living by right now mm-hmm. are words that motivate them. And of course, you picked some of my favorites. You picked the poet Rumi, which <laughs> Sufi Rumi, which I thought yeah. was great. You picked two of his. So I'm going to read the first yeah. one Let the beauty we love be what we do. There are millions of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. Mm-hmm. So tell me how that quote relates to your work. 
Yeah, well, I've loved that quote for like a long, long time. And I just, it's funny, before I even saw your, you asking me what my favorite quotes were for this, I was thinking about how so many people tell me how lucky I am that I have found something that I love. I also feel like we're living in a time where we don't, you know, go to college, get a job and stay there for 50 years. Like it's such a different world right now, which I think is a really positive thing for a lot of people. But I just think like, if you want to use it in terms of money, like there are so many ways to make money, especially in like right now with how the world is changing. Um, But even if you don't want to talk about the money part of it, you know, like just there's so many things that we can do in our lives. And I think if you can find something that you really love and, you know, it not only fills you up, like you were talking about being filled earlier, like fills you up, but also you can fill other people up or, you know, when someone came in two Saturdays ago and was like, I feel so much better now because I'm here. Like, I just love your shop. I think if you can make those small impacts, not only for yourself, but for other people, it's really special and you should really try to find that no matter what it is. You know, Gabrielle, I, as a mom of, of four kids who were all turning into young adults, you yeah. know, I have one left in high school and a freshman in college and two out of college. And yeah, I really have always wanted them to do what they love, Yeah, you know, to follow their passion. Because I think when we follow our passion, it's, it's what your quote says, you know, that there's beauty in doing what we love to do. Yes, it really is. And it's, contagious. And that's mm-hmm. why we're having this conversation today. Cause I saw it in you and it's yeah. contagious. And, and hopefully somebody who's listening, who's, who's afraid, you know, to, to go out on their own, to do something, to reach for that ring, yeah, um, yeah. to take a risk, you know, have, and you had this good support system with your husband and others around yeah. you that said, you yeah. can do what I see it in you. And you believe yeah. enough in yourself to go for it. And if you fall on your face, you fall on your face. There's still, yeah, it's you know, true you dust it off and and you march on, but I think it's so encouraging and, and important to live like a, like a meaningful, healthy life, I think is one that's lived from the inside out that you absolutely instead of that outside in is, is Mm -hmm. I think a a little different and not as fulfilling. No. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I'm going to have your other quotes and, you know, everything that we talked about, people can find on my website on talkingjoy.org. And they can also, it'll have links to get you to you and to your social media accounts. And so thank you for sharing, you know, your gift of, uh, you know, your small, bright little spot in downtown Summit, New Jersey, but also, you know, people from all over can follow you and and see what you do and and also purchase things if they want to work and sign things. So thank you. This was really, really great. Thank you so much, Pam. I loved it. I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at talkingjoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.